And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Friday. Casey Gisclair here. Hope you guys are enjoying your end-of-the-week celebrations. We're having a fun time here in the studio, and we hope you guys are doing the same as well. Uh, We've got a whole lot going on today in our area. We've got a bunch of things to talk about throughout the course of the show. Sorry if I'm a little frazzled here moving around and shuffling the microphones and getting myself comfortable um we've got in the next segment of the show we're going to be going to Brody Williams of South Louis High School he's the boys basketball coach out there we'll be chatting with Brody about his team they start their season on um Monday over at the Thibodeau tournament they'll be taking on HL Bourgeois then at noon we'll go to Vanderbilt Catholic we'll have their head football coach Tommy Minton on the line coach Minton and his crew will be getting ready for a big playoff matchup out in the New Orleans area against De La Salle tonight. And then throughout the course of the show, we'll talk some LSU and some Saints, and we'll make some weekend predictions and everything in between. Um, but the first thing I would like to do today, um, you know, it's, a, it's not good news, uh, not from my perspective anyway, because it's dealing with a friend of mine. We've got to announce to you all today that there's been a coaching change in our local area. Um, not a whole lot of details are out just yet, but as more comes out, we'll get it to you all. Thibodeau High School has announced today that they have relieved football coach Chris Duga of his coaching duties. Duga was hired in 2011 to lead the Thibodeau High School football program. In that time, he's made the playoffs more times than he has not and has had a really, really good tenure, really successful tenure for more than a decade. Um, I don't know the details nor the information nor you know what went into this from Thibodeau's perspective. If I had to guess, it involves the fact that Thibodeau didn't make the playoffs the last two years. And, you know, sometimes as a school, as a program, whatever it may be, you just want to, you know, freshen some things up. And if that's the case, you know, hey, I'm also friends with their athletic director, Tony Clark. And, you know, we trust his opinion and his knowledge and his, you know, his whatever it is that he's using. And he and the administration, they're the principal, whatever, are using to make that decision. Um, but conversely to that, on the flip side to that, I also know this, which is that Chris Dugai is also a friend of mine. And speaking strictly from a media member perspective right now, and I'm not talking about X's and O's, wins and losses, you know, the standings, who made the playoffs, who didn't make the playoffs. I'm not talking about any of that right now. Um, because I don't know enough about it to form an opinion. It's, it's too fresh. It just, you know, happened about it, you know, happened yesterday. I, I learned about it about an hour and a half ago. But just speaking strictly from the perspective of a media member, there has not ever been a coach that I have dealt with who's been more accommodating to media than Coach Chris Duga. Any time I have needed to have him on radio for anything, He's been willing to make it happen. Anytime we've needed his perspective about anything, he's been willing to come on and make it happen. Be it Thibodeau High football or be it, you know, hey, let's coach, let's talk about the LSU-Alabama game. Who do you think is going to win? Or, you know, hey, coach, let's talk about concussions in football. You know, what do you think about that? Any particular topic that we've needed help with Coach Chris Duga was there to lend us a hand and offer us his time, be it early in the morning, be it late at night. 
and we played uh, South Lafouche, I say we, South Lafouche played Thibodeau out there this past season. And this was our first season that we had our post-game show after the lights presented by Grand Isle Shipyard. We had lined up that we were going to do the show from Thibodeau High School, but it was our first road game. We didn't have any guests or anything. We didn't know how it was going to work on the road at home. It's pretty easy, right? Like we go across the hall to the locker room. We get BJ Young. We get a couple of kids. There's our interviews. There's our show. On the road, we didn't know how it was going to work. I texted Coach Duga as the game went final and said, Coach, can you come up into the press box and chat with us, please? And I saw he addressed his team as they broke and went to the locker room. I saw him reach into his pants pocket, grab his phone, look at it. As soon as he looked at his phone, he stopped cold in his tracks on, you know, as he was walking towards the locker room and then just made a beeline straight to the press box. And he chatted with us for about 15, 20 minutes. And that's just the type of dude that we were dealing with. A good guy, a really good person, and we certainly wish that whatever the next step is going to be for him in his coaching journey, um, that there's nothing but success there that will be following him. Uh, because, you know, you, you root for the good people, and I, I sincerely consider him to be one of the good people in the profession. There's no doubt about that. So, Coach Duga is no longer going to be at Thibodeau. They're going to have a search to try to find a replacement, and we'll keep you updated as Thibodeau continues to shuffle the deck a little bit. Um, also today, uh, we got to wish best of luck to our area swimmers. We've got, um, several swimmers around the area who are going to be competing in the state championships in, uh, today and several who have competed in the state championships, uh, in recent days. So congratulations to all those who have competed favorably. Edie White actually got a championship victory, uh, I believe on the boys and the girls side. And then we've got several others who are going to be competing, uh, throughout the course of the next day or so. That'll be out at the state championships there. Uh, and we wish nothing but the best for all those swimmers who are going to be trying to do their best. I tell swimmers all the time, man, um, I get it. It's a race. I get it that you want to finish faster than the people in the pool with you. But just finish faster than your last time. If you just keep getting PRs and you keep doing better than what you've done in the past, you're going to be in good shape. So good luck to all the area swimmers. Basketball scoreboard from last night. Plaquemine comes to the reservation, this is boys, and gets a 62-52 overtime win over HL Bourgeois, so the Braves fall for the second time this week. Hanville defeats Santamon 72-55. Hanville, we know they're going to be good. They were good last year, and they were awfully young last year. They get a big victory over Santamon and show um, our district that, hey, man, like they're, they're cooking with grease. Berwick gets a 51-28 win over CCA on the boys' side of things. Uh, so Berwick's off to a strong start to the year. That's good to see. I'll try to get you some girls' basketball scores, and then there's going to be something that I want to I want to complain about, quite frankly, with the LHSAA, which we'll get to in just a second after I read you these girls' scores. It was a light schedule yesterday. In the girls' basketball area scoreboard, Central Lafouche defeats George Washington Carver 37-25. to They get a victory there. Scotlandville defeats East St. John 50-34. to Destrehan defeats John Eric 49-3. I guess they decided to play football. Santamont defeats Honville 50-39, so Santamont gets a victory there. Um, let's see, anything else on our local scoreboard? Uh, Bonneville defeats Lutcher 37-31, so Bonneville gets a win over Lutcher, who's in our local 4A district. 
And that brings us to Homa Christian getting a 69-5 to victory over Crescent City. And the the last score that I'm going to announce is a game that didn't play, and that's where I want to segue right here, is E.D. White was scheduled to play Morgan City for girls basketball, and that game was canceled because the Morgan City girls basketball team has been suspended for 45 days after a brawl, a benches-clearing brawl between they and Generate. Both Morgan City and Generate are suspended for the next 45 days. Couple things. The first thing is that the behavior at Morgan City High School during basketball events is atrocious. We have been there calling many a games there. It's atrocious. And if you would have told me, Casey, there's a fight at a local basketball gym, guess where? My first four guesses would have been at Morgan City. The behavior and the antics there are not good. They don't have police. You know, like how you go to South Lafouche or Central Lafouche game or Thibodeau game, like their security detail, they just don't have that at Morgan City. Just don't have that. So you got all the bad eggs stacked up in the one section of the gym, and they're cutting up and they're doing whatever without repercussions. We've had several close calls at Morgan City. That's the first thing. Local teams should refuse to play there, district game or not until they get security detail at those gyms because this time it was a fight, next time it'll be a shooting. Straight up. They've got to get that situation fixed. There can no longer be games at that gym without security detail there. That's the first thing. The second thing is, why in the hell is Morgan City not being forced to forfeit all of their games in the next 45 days? The LHSA is allowing them to just cancel their games for the next 45 days, which is going to cost every one of their opponents a win and is going to hamstring the rest of the local 4A district because guess what? Now you're entering district play and you've got to play Morgan City and they're not going to have any games so you're not going to have any opportunity to earn any schedule points by beating them. It's ridiculous. I saw the video. I saw multiple angles of the video. This was not just pushing and shoving. This was... Animals on the floor brawling with one another, out of control, completely out of control. That team, both of those teams, quite frankly, should have been suspended for the rest of the season, given what I saw on that video. I don't care who started it. I don't care what happened. I don't care the circumstances around it. But whenever you got a full-on 12-on-12, everybody on both teams brawling, not just pushing and shoving, not just talking trash, but throwing hands, brawling, and then you got adults coming down and getting involved. Nah, nah, bro. I I don't need to see any of those teams anymore the rest of the season. Those games that are canceled should be forfeits, and the local district teams who are now going to be hamstrung because they're going to have to play Generette and Morgan City, teams that are not going to have any wins because they're not going to have played any games, should be able to opt out of playing that game if they want to have the opportunity to do so. Why should South Lafouche, South Terrebonne, Vanderbilt, Ellender, Assumption, all those teams, why should they be penalized being forced to play a team that even if you beat is going to hurt your power rating score? That's not fair. Everyone else on the schedule for those for you know, Morgan City is going to be penalized because of the stupidity that in, went into that brawl. That's not right. That's not right. And I, hopefully something is done to rectify that in the future. Though when we're dealing with the LHSAA, I know that progress is something that is not something that we often talk about because we tend to regress when it comes to that association. 
Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to go to Brody Williams, South Lafouche High School Boys Basketball. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jiskler here. We go to the phone lines for the first time in today's show. And we're going to have South LaFouche Boys basketball coach, Coach Brody Williams on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Doing good, Casey. Good morning. How y'all doing? Doing great, bro. Man, I know it's an exciting time. You guys are starting your season on Monday against HL Bourgeois over at the Thibodeau Tournament. All the offseason preparation, it all comes to a start on Monday as you guys are taking on the Braves. Tell us about how practices are going over in Tarpon Land. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been having some pretty long practices, two, two and a half hours, uh, getting a lot of defensive stuff in and, you know, banging up on bodies. But, uh, you know, today's practice is going to be a little lighter going into the weekend. And on Sunday when we practice, it's going to be a lot of shooting, getting our legs underneath us, uh, more mental stuff. You know, it's getting to that point of the year whenever, you know, you get into the season, you 
start playing games, two games a week or whatever. You know, you, you don't hit it quite as hard. But up until this point, we've been hitting it pretty hard, two, two and a half hours, and, and trying to be, you know, develop that physicality and that the defensive mindset. And, and um, you know, hopefully it, 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 it pays off for us in the, in the games. Bro, taking on the Braves, that's a rivalry matchup. They've got a lot of athleticism and a lot of talent. I've had an opportunity to see some clips of them throughout the course of the season. I watched their game with Ellen. They're online. How do you handle their speed and their quickness, man? Their guard plays really good. They're going to be faster than you guys. How do you try to corral them and slow them down? Yeah, I think we got to, uh, you know, got to get the ball inside. I think we might be a little bigger than them. You know, get the ball inside and get to the foul line and slow the tempo down on the offensive side of the ball. You know, make make them play more of our style, our tempo, a half court game. Uh, you know, the, the easiest shot in basketball is a layup. If, you, if we let them just get wide open transition layups. Uh, it's gonna be a long night for us. So we we gotta the keys to the game are gonna be a sprint back on defense, make them play a half court game with us, and uh and on offense be patient, and look for good inside shots, and then from there we can look to take outside shots. Uh, but we gotta establish inside first. You guys, it's been a little while since you played. Had the jamboree and took on Noma then. And look, I, as the guys were walking out of the locker room, I was kind of looking at Jacob Curell and Hayden Kyle, and they were kind of shaking their head as they were passing me by, like, man, I don't have my legs yet. Now, about oh, a week or so has passed since then. They've gotten some more work on the practice floor. Have they knocked some of that rust off, bro? Oh, yeah. Jacob, uh, he's been finding his shot a little bit, and, you know, Hayden's flying out a lot more. You know, they're still, at the end of practice, when we scrimmage, they, you could tell they're tired. But uh, I think, you know, just even in a week, like you said, they made a lot of progress. Uh, Coleman too is one of them. You know, he's played football and he was a little bit, you know, slow getting up and down the floor. But I think, uh, you know, the more practices we get him, and we kind of had longer practices this week, two and a half hours. You know, you know, getting up there and in time. So just to make sure that we are in shape and uh, we're ready to run up and down the floor whenever we get to that uh, that first game. Three games in three days, bro, that's a challenge, especially early in the season. Not only is it a challenge in that, uh, you know, it's going to be tough physically, but you're going to be facing quality opponents all three days, no matter how the bracket stacks up. It's going to be a big stretch from Monday to Wednesday here for the Tarpon basketball team, won't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we, we haven't really done this tournament in, you know, in a few years past, and um, I might be just, you know, naive, but... I'm kind of eager to see, you know, it's going to give us a gauge to know where we're at going into the regular, you know, our regular season. And, um, you know, hopefully we come out with some victories. And if we don't, then we're going to be able to have a good foundation to get on, you know, what we need to work on, what we need to get better on. And I think it's good to find that out early. And then you can kind of look yourself in the mirror early and, you know, it might, uh, it might lead to more wins down the road. Um, so, I mean, I like that we're playing quality opponents. I don't think it's any opponent that we can't beat. Um, I think that we can compete with all of the opponents over there, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we can get a couple victories uh, this week. Brother, you told me over the summer that the thing you were trying to preach was getting the guys to play hard, getting guys to play the tarpon way. And, look, you were open and honest. You said, hey, man, at times I didn't think that we did it. Um, but in the Jamboree, I thought the energy was pretty good and I thought that it was a little bit better. In the time that's passed between the summer to now, have the guys more fully bought in and are giving you more of that effort that you're hoping to see? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we, we need to understand that when, you know, BJ's in there, he's a great player, but we can't have everything through him. And I think they're starting to kind of get that, you know, it's a team game and, 
the more that everybody else, you know, brings the energy and, and maybe makes a play on defense or gets on a 50-50 loose ball or, or you know, gets to the foul line or gets, you know, those just gets those scrappy plays that, that if we do that and with a great scorer like BJ, a great player, we're going to be, you know, a pretty hard team to, to go against. You know, we're going to be tough to defend and we're going to be pretty decent on the defensive end. I think that mindset comes with um, more of a defensive mindset, and I think they're starting to buy in. You know, we spend more time on practice, you know, working on defense lately than we have offense because, you know, I want to stress to them that the way you win games, you know, we're not going to score 80, 90 points or 70 points. We're going to have to keep the game low scoring. The only way you can do that is if you play good defense. And um, so I think that that's the main focus for us. I think they are starting to buy into it a little bit. I think they're starting to understand it a little bit. I think they understand the importance of, you know, limiting them, limiting teams to one shot, not letting teams get in the paint, not letting teams get easy transition buckets. And um, by doing that, you're going to make your life easier on offense. You won't have to score as many points. So that's the, the main focus, what has been going on to, to up until now, really. Bro, there are some really talented ninth graders walking those halls, and we saw that in football where some of those guys came up and had opportunities to play. Uh, a lot of those kids are very gifted in basketball, too. Is there a situation where we could see some kids playing up throughout the course of the year? Yeah, you know, as of right now, it's not. But, like, I said it uh, when I had a, a parent meeting last week. You know, I said, who are the best people are going to play? You know, and if we can have a better chance to win with a freshman on the floor, then, then that's what's going to happen. You know, we've got to see them play first. and We know how that goes. You know, you don't want – then they get discouraged because they're playing on the varsity level as a freshman, and they not they might not have as much success because they're playing against you know seventeen, eighteen year olds uh, when they're fifteen or fourteen years old. But if they can get the job done on the floor, then um, they will definitely get more playing time or, or get a chance to play on the varsity level. Very good. You guys are approaching your uh, Thibodeau Holiday Tournament. What are some of the goals? Man, obviously you want to win ball games and everything like that, but what are some things that you're hoping to see from your crew to let you know, man, hey, look, we're ready to roll? Yeah, I'm hoping to see that we, we play defense, and one of the goals in defense is not to, to limit their, their points and their touches in the paint, uh, make teams play from the outside. Um, <clears throat> another goal is to play just team basketball, not, you know, not have one person scoring 30 and everybody else scoring two, you know, kind of spread it out. Now you're going to have leading scorers and all, but more, more team oriented offensive basketball. But I think the main focus and and the main goal for me is, is defense, you know, not allowing people in the paint, limiting, uh, limiting people to one shot, um, taking charges, playing, playing more scrappy, more physical than our opponent. Um, you know, that that's more of the goals for, for this week. And then after that, we can reevaluate uh, after this week. Good stuff. Partner, thanks so much for the time. Can't wait for Monday, man. We'll see you then, bro. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you all. Yep. That is Coach Brody Williams at South Lafouche Boys Basketball doing a great job. And as you guys were able to hear throughout the course of that interview, man, we thank them so much for their time. I mean, he's at school. The announcements are going off, and he's giving us some time on a school day. We certainly appreciate that. The Tarpons will open up play. On Monday at, I believe, 3.30. I'll give you a rundown of the full tournament schedule over at Thibodeau. Uh, but they'll be taking on HL Bourgeois. Some tournaments is just, all right, you show up and you play three games. Thibodeau, it's not that way. You play an actual bracket. So the Tarpons opponent in the second day of the tournament, 
will be predicated on the results of some other games that will be happening throughout the day there. But, boy, that's an opportunity next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, to go out and watch some really good basketball with some really, really gifted teams who are going to be going out to Thibodeau High. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Tommy Minton of Vanderbilt Catholic. His team plays a second-round playoff game against De La Salle today. Wax the coach, what are some things that his team has to do to have an opportunity to score the upset? It's play-by-play on KLEB. It's the Black Friday sales event going on now until the end of November. Check out the great new holiday deals at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat today, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. See the spectacular 2022 Dodge Durango with 51118 off MSRP, now 55912. Must finance through Chrysler Capital to qualify for Chrysler Capital and have a beacon score of 620 or less to qualify for CCAP 22 non-prime retail bonus cash. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Rouse's Supermarket wants to wish everyone a happy holiday. And to help you out and make you really happy for the holidays, they are offering a free butterball turkey when you purchase a Smithfield spiral ham. Yes, buy a Smithfield spiral ham at $2.99 per pound and get up to 16 pounds free on a butterball grade A frozen turkey. Limit one per customer. Also good on honeysuckle or best choice grade A frozen turkeys based on availability. Gobble, gobble. There's no combination of words I could put on the back. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gistler here going to the phone lines one more time. Heck, we've got two more call in uh, interviews for the course of the show because we just picked up Chandler Guitros, the baseball coach at South Lafouche. She'll be joining us at 1215. But we go to the phone lines now. We have Coach Tommy Minton with Vanderbilt Catholic. His team's going to be traveling to the city to take on De La Salle in the second round 
of the Division II Select Playoffs. Coach Minton, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Doing fine, Casey. Yes, sir. It's always a good day when there's a playoff game to be played. You guys are taking on De La Salle tonight out in New Orleans. It's an opportunity for your club to play football during Thanksgiving week, which is the goal of a lot of programs around the state, but you're going to have to take on a very talented foe to make that happen. What are some of the things you guys are eyeballing as things you got to do well to take on De La Salle tonight? Uh, right off the bat, we we got to stop the run. They're going to run the football. Uh, <laughs> right. And uh, they got a huge offensive line. They got uh, two offensive tackles that both of them have multiple Division One uh, college football offers. So uh, you know we got we got to keep them from controlling the line of scrimmage and running the football. They are a team that runs the ball eighty eight percent of the time. Wow! So, uh, they they don't hide what they do, but they do it very 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 good. And the running back that's running with the Martin kid is. is He's a super running back. So, you know, we got to stop the run game. And then uh, on offense, we want to try to attack the perimeter. Uh, they have very good size on the in, on the inside with the defensive tackles and then inside backer. And uh, they've done a great job of stuffing the inside run all all year. But uh, I feel like we have some advantages uh, in the short passing game and in the perimeter run game. And we, we're going to have to exploit that to move the football. Some of the areas, Coach, where you guys are youngest are, are up front. And you're telling me basically, hey, man, our guys up front are going to have to be huge tonight taking on such a run-heavy offense. It's a big challenge for those boys. Are they up to the task tonight? Hello, Coach? We might have lost Coach Minton. Coach, are you still with us? Yep, I think we've lost the old ball coach. I'll dial him back here, see if we could get him back on the line. It's play-by-play, live radio things happen. See if we could try to work Coach Tommy Minton back into the plans here. Well, let's see if we could... See if we could line up the coach. Let's catch a quick commercial break. When we get back, we'll try to get Tommy Minton back on the line. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's the Black Friday sales event going on now until the end of November. Check out the many holiday deals at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Test drive the 2022 Ram 1500 with 3750 off MSRP, now 57715 Hurry on over to Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Must finance through Chrysler Capital to qualify for Chrysler Capital bonus cash. Must finance through Chrysler Capital and have a beacon score of 620 or less to qualify for CCAP 22 non-prime retail bonus cash. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer, or visit us at FenceRV.com. 
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We made the attempt to reconnect with Tommy Minton, but man, we're just having issues with he and his phone and having issues uh, hearing what he's saying. So we're not going to continue to try to uh, you know have risk having dead time and downtime. We wish them nothing but the best of luck tonight against De La Salle. Um, they're going to be taking on a run-heavy offense, an offense that's going to challenge them, an offense that's going to put a lot of pressure on them. And the last question that I asked him before the commercial break was, you know, you're young up front. Uh, you've got a lot of guys who have not been in a playoff game before, right? Because this is a Vanderbilt team that um, didn't play last week. They got a bye week because their opponent in the opening round had to forfeit for playing an ineligible player. So this is a Vanderbilt team that's not played a playoff game and now will be thrown straight into the fire, taking on an undefeated team, a team that um, is going to be probably amongst the best that they have faced all season. But I'll say this. The one thing about Vanderbilt that gives them, I think, an opportunity tonight is the fact that they have been challenged throughout the course of the season. They have played a lot of really good competition, even dating back to the Jamboree when they took on St. James. And during the course of the year, they faced C.D. White and Bell Chase and Lutcher, St. Charles Catholic. So they have been challenged by some of the top teams in the state. But... They have also played some games this season where it hasn't been as pretty. When you lose 39-27 to Assumption, a team who didn't even make the playoffs at all. You lose 16-14 to to South Terrebonne, a team who didn't even make the playoffs at all. So it's going to have to be cleaner than that, and they're going to have to play probably their best, and they're going to have to get Jalen Coleman to just have a huge game. Um, but we'll see how it goes when the Terriers are taking on De La Salle tonight. Um also tonight around the state of Louisiana, we've got some other matchups involving some local teams. E.D. White, of course, will be hosting Evangel. <laughs> That'll be a big opportunity for the Cardinals, and we already know, uh, which is part of the reason why we bring this up, we already know the E.D. White um, third-round opponent should they have success and move on to the next round. Kennedy defeated Hannon last night on a Thursday night matchup. So Kennedy is moving on. If E.D. White wins, they're going to be hosting Kennedy next Friday in the quarterfinals. E.D. White, um, they're going to have to get their ground game going just like they do every weekend. For Evangel, the big challenge is going to be tonight, can they handle up front the pressure that E.D. White's going to bring to them? There are some teams that are power teams. There are some teams that are finesse teams. There are some teams that are just kind of in between the two. There's no mistake. There's no questioning. E.D. White is a power team. They're going to put the ball in the middle of the field, put a bunch of offensive linemen and a bunch of kids who could run it out on the field. They're going to say, all right, my guys up front are moving forward. We're handing it to one of these backs here, and we're trying to jam the ball down your throat and run it down your throat throughout the course of the game. It's going to be physicality. It's going to be a dominant play up front. And if Evangel cannot handle that physicality, throughout the early stages of the game, they're going to get their butts kicked. They're going to get their butts kicked. There's no other way to say it. On the flip side to that, can E.D. White limit big and explosive plays? They've given up a few this year, right? Their defense is tremendous, but where you could get them sometimes is in the big explosive plays. They sometimes give up the big one. And if the Cardinals could prevent themselves from giving up the big one today, I think they'll be in good shape taking on Evangel. Now, also, in Division One non-select, we've got... Some semi-local teams playing tonight. You got Destrehan beginning their playoff journey tonight against Dutchtown. That's a three versus 14 matchup. Destrehan hasn't been challenged all season, man. They've blown out every single team that they've faced. Dutchtown is going to present 
an opportunity to, to face a team that is really good. You know, they've got a 42 nothing win against Santa Monica. They beat East Ascension, beat Live Oak, beat Carver. Like, they've got some really good wins. That's not going to just be a walk in the park. East St. John will be traveling to take on Houghton today. It's a Houghton team that struggled throughout the course of the regular season, but got into the postseason and got a win over Airline in the opening round. So it's a good opportunity there for East St. John to try to punch a ticket. And if both Destrehan and East St. John win, they're facing one another in the quarterfinals. It would be a district rematch from the matchup earlier this year. In Division II non-select, we got Cecilia, our old buddy Dennis Gaines. They're traveling to take on North DeSoto in a 13-versus-4 matchup. North DeSoto is 9-1 and on the year. Their only loss came in Week 10 against Northwood of Shreveport. They beat Evangel 37-14. They've got some big wins over some quality competition. So Cecilia will be challenged, but Cecilia is awfully good. We expect to see a fun one there. Lutcher taking on St. Martinville. That's a 6-versus-11 matchup. Uh, St. Martinville is one of the most explosive teams in the entire state. They've got dudes all over the field. They've got a bunch of losses this year, right? But they've also got some good wins. They beat St. Charles Catholic, and you know they could really play. So we'll see how that goes in the uh, Division II non-select realm. In Division Four select, we've got a local team that'll be competing, and that is Central Catholic of Morgan City. They're the number two seed coming off of a bye. They're going to be taking on Opelousas Catholic, the number 15 seed. Um, I don't think those teams played during the regular season. No, they did not. So Central Catholic has two losses. They lost to Riverside and they lost to Vermilion Catholic. They're the two seed taking on Opelousas Catholic, um, a team who comes in with a 7-3 and three record on the year. So that'll be a good matchup between two teams that will have a lot of athleticism and a lot of talent. The winner of that game will meet the winner between Riverside and Ascension Catholic. So... That would set up potentially a really exciting quarterfinals matchup. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of this break, we're going to go to the baseball diamond. We're going to have Chandler Guitros on the line. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Cola, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Want a Freezy Easy Go Gas golf cart? Golden Motors will be giving away a brand new golf cart to anyone who buys a new or pre-owned vehicle during the months of November 1st through January 31st. Buy your next new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collection of Silverados, Equinox, Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and Cutoff, call 985-325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. Welcome back to play-by-play Play here on KLEB. Casey Justclair here. We go to the phone lines and our usual Friday interview with South Lafouche baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros, who's on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are you doing today, man? Hey, doing great. How are y'all? <laughs> doing fine, bro. It is uh, continuing to be that off-season time, but boy, every Friday that we have you on, we're one Friday closer to opening day. Um, cold weather? I uh, know that's not good baseball weather. You guys are hoping that it's a short winter. Let's get all the cold weather out of the way now so that we're in the 60s and the 70s when January and February roll, roll around, right? Yeah, man, and look, there's uh, there's nothing like early season baseball, man. It's This is the one sport that you could really, uh, you know, not correlate with the time you play. You're thinking baseball, you're thinking hot dogs, you're thinking summertime, but when we start our season, it is absolutely freezing, and we play in some pretty harsh environments early in our season. So, uh, look, right now it's important that we're out there and we're getting used to it, you know, uh, Heard Coach uh, Brian Kelly talk before the Arkansas game uh, last week that in January our guys were playing or they were practicing and doing conditioning in the 30, 40 degree temperatures. 
and that allowed them to be used of it whenever they went playing it last weekend. And that's what you got to do. You got to get your kids out there. You can't go in a gym, go inside. Early season, this is what you play in, so might as well get used to it now. So what you're telling me is that in the first cold-weather game, you guys are going to have a thermos of chicken broth and coffee in the dugout for us to enjoy? <laughs> it's not going to be clam chowder. <laughs> no, man, on a more serious note, talk about some of the hard work that goes into you guys uh, getting your field ready, man. I know that's a big thing. Like That's an underlooked aspect of, of the job, bro, because, man, people see that field and they take it for granted like it's always like that. Nope, there's a lot of mowing, there's a lot of planning, there's a lot of you know painting lines and you know putting dirt in the right places, and it's pretty much that time of the year where you guys are going to start revving up that that process to getting it ready for the upcoming year. It's ungodly the amount of time that uh, that we spend on that steel working, and uh, you know you credit the coaching staff and the kids whenever we have them come in, and, uh, and the parents every now and then when they come help too. But it's uh, it's unbelievable the time that we spend not coaching baseball, as far as uh, with our program. And, uh, look, actually, this is going to be the latest that we planted. Uh, Coach Buck and I have been on the horn all the last few weeks, and we're going to look to plant early next week, right before that uh, the next front hits where we get a couple of days of rain in a row. Normally we would plant in October, but uh, as everybody knows, that big gap where it just didn't rain for so long, we'd have pretty much been throwing seed out there for the birds to go eat. You know, So it's, it's kind of adjusting on the fly, and, look, I don't know. Uh, this is the fourth time I do it. I don't know how it's going to turn out this time because this is the latest that we've done it. And obviously, last year with the, with the storm, it, uh, the field wasn't up the, the year uh, the year prior uh, that we had. And I'll admit that freely. Uh, you know, we, we really didn't get on it and uh, work on it as much as we could due to some uh, limitations we had with theme or whatever. Uh, but you know, this year we're planning a little later, so that's getting cranked up on uh, on Monday. I'm going to try to get there, get a little lower cut this weekend on it. And, uh, and on Monday, we planting that ryegrass. We're going to stay off the field for a few weeks and, you know, watch it grow. <laughs> you got to know pitch counts and got to have a feel for when a guy's, you know, got to steal a base. And, and, oh, yeah, you got to also know horticulture and when to plant seeds on a field. <laughs> man, there's a lot that goes into being a baseball coach that people don't realize. Yeah, man. And, look, just the situation that we're in, we don't have an operating sprinkler system anymore uh, due to various reasons, and uh, you know, especially the storms and stuff just doesn't work anymore. So, uh, like I said a couple of months ago on, on your show, man, uh, whenever everybody else is open for a dry winter, I'm, I'm doing the rain dance, you know, December, January. I want as much rain as possible, uh, mix with some days of sunshine, get that rye growing. You said in the last interview last Friday that, you know, you guys are just kind of in a situation where uh, letting the guys rest a little bit, but also kind of easing them back in. And, you know, you told me, hey, man, if anybody's got any lingering issue at all, you know, we're going to sit them down and you know, be cautious. Uh, what's that process been like? You've been welcoming a lot of those football guys back. Are they looking pretty good so far, man, in some of the, the, the work that they've been getting in the weight room and on the field? Yeah, and uh, just a couple of guys coming off some injuries. Uh, Caden Angelet had an ankle issue. He's uh, he's pretty good now. Uh, Luke Sanimo uh, had his uh, hands. I think he had a, a, you know, a couple of issues uh, hand-wise on both hands, actually, uh, sending back to last year and into football season. Hands are fine, and uh, he had a great week throwing in the cage whenever he was landing because it's his left foot, so on his stride foot. Landing was fine. It's when he was really turning and getting that back hip around. He was feeling it a little bit, uh, and that's what I told him, just go as we can. And we talked the next day, and he had minimal swelling. He was able to ice it up, and it looks like he's going to kind of be good to go, especially with this week off. So i uh, really comfortable with him. Um, you know, a little good news and bad news with a guy who, uh, you know, we think could be a big uh, part of our lineup. And uh, Camdenberg had a shoulder issue from football. 
and even stemming before that, but there's still some inflammation there. Uh, he had an MRI done this week. It will not require surgery, but he won't be able to throw a baseball for a while. Um, he's going to go through some therapy and uh, J-band stuff with us, but more physical therapy under doctor's cares. And, uh, you know, he's probably going to start the season not being able to throw the foot, uh, throw the baseball around, which obviously, uh, you know, we'll look at him as a DH uh, role early in the season as of right now. And things could change. A doctor's opinion could change. But uh, as of right now, we'll look at him, uh, you know, in that DH role early uh, because he's one of our best nine hitters. There's no doubt in my mind. So, uh, you know, we'll kind of see where that goes. And uh, so far, so good with everyone else. Bro, um, you guys are in a unique situation because a lot of your top guys, or at least a handful of your top guys, are out there playing basketball, and you guys are going to be looking to start your season while they're still on the hardwood. So talk to me about that. I mean, we've had many conversations about how, hey, these non-district games are extremely important, and every game that you play holds the same amount of weight. And look, bro, this you know off-season conditioning and you know strength training that you're doing to build up that depth, is going to be crucially important because a lot of these kids who uh, maybe wouldn't have had as big of a role are now going to be thrust into a larger role because of the way that the beginning of the season is going to shake out for your team. Look, for sure, and our kids, I'll just tell you straight up, we got to grow up quick. It's uh, no secret. Last year we started eight seniors and Jacob Kural. Well, guess what Jacob Kural is going to be doing in early February? You know, he's our uh, probably our second-best basketball player. I'm not going to uh, – uh, we all know uh, what Brandon Daniels is, but Jacob's a great basketball player, and that's where he needs to be. And look, I hope they go on a run and win a state championship. I'm not one of those guys that's uh, you know rooting for them to fail so we can get them back sooner or anything like that. Uh, you know, we're rooting for those guys and we wish them all the best they can. Uh, but our other guys who are going to be here with us earlier in the season, you know, it's uh, it's got to be go time from jump. We have to do a better job than we have the previous two years of uh, mentally preparing our guys earlier in the year. And, uh, you know, it, look, it, it is what it is. I think our staff, uh, we've done a great job of identifying problems throughout a season and getting better throughout a season. I don't think there's any denying that. But the last time that we really got off to a great start was that 2020 COVID year where we opened up 7-2. and two. Um, And that team was a lot of like this one. We lost a bunch of starters coming back. We only had, uh, I believe, Austin Danos and one or two other guys that were a uh, previous year starter coming back. And, look, we just, when practice started, we were balls to the wall, and it was competition every day and guys really hungry for spots. And I think that's where you saw a lot of this last year, senior class really step up and go grab those spots. So, you know, that that's what it's going to have to be for us, just fire from the beginning and, uh, you know, come out swinging. Um, so definitely looking forward to seeing the competition and getting our guys ready to go. You talked about the importance of getting off to a strong start early in the season. There's no doubt about that. But, how important is it also to this group in particular to get off to strong starts in actual games? And what I mean by that is, look, last year's crew had so much firepower. If you fell behind 4-1 to one early, I mean, and you got a walk and, you know, a blooper, the next guy was going to hit a home run and it was going to be a tie game. This year's crew doesn't have that same firepower, so I don't know that there's going to be as many 4-5 run innings. Maybe could scratch across a couple here and there. Talk about the importance of, hey, man, like we got to come out of the gate smoking because if we fall behind 5-2, to two, it's going to be far more difficult to battle back this this spring than it was last spring. No, it absolutely is. And, uh, you know, pitching and defense have to be uh, king for us this year. Uh, we we got a lot of guys that we like. Um, you know, last year maybe uh, we, you know, we might have uh, relied a little bit too much on our starting pitching and left guys uh, a little bit too far into a game. And that, that's something that Coach Buck and I, you know, we, we've evaluated, we talked about, and we 
we're always trying to get better and see where we can improve. And, uh, you know, especially early in the season last year, I, and it, it, it's on me, you know, we might have let the starter in a batter or two too long. And, uh, you know, it's going to be on us to, you know, be able to identify when a guy's done or if they're on him, he's got to come out and we have to be able to develop some depth within that bullpen to get us out of jam. So, um, you know, as much as, uh, you know, we like to jump out the gate offensively, I think that we're going to be more of a team that's going to steal, bunt, hit and run and scratch runs across a little bit more of like what you saw out of a South Terrebonne-style team or a Burl Bridge-style team, uh, which you, you could absolutely win with, you know. Uh, but I think that's going to be kind of more of our identity on offense. So it's going to be up to pitching and defense to keep us in games, to keep games tight early and not let one get away from us. And it's on us as a coaching staff to be able to identify, uh, you know, and have guys ready to come in on the mound. We talked about this last Friday, which was – you know, all the challenges that LSU is going to face taking on Arkansas on the road and the cold weather and, you know, they're on an ultimate high, Arkansas's on an ultimate low, and it was every bit of the battle that we expected it to be. The Tigers survived. Now you move into a matchup tomorrow with UAB, and I got to tell you, bro, and I know that you, you know, look at this type of stuff too, I'm a little bit surprised that the line isn't wider than what it is. It's LSU by 14.5. UAB's a 5-5 five and five Conference USA team. Uh, what do you think, man? Like, I don't know what to make. Like, on one hand, it, it's got me scared. Like, okay, are we going to be stressed out tomorrow? Then on the other hand, I'm thinking like, well, this might just be a mistake because look, last week the Dolphins were a three-point favorite over Cleveland, and I was like, well, I think the Dolphins are way better than Cleveland, and they blew out the Browns. So sometimes they do slip up. What are your thoughts, man? Is this going to be a tough one tomorrow for LSU? I don't think uh, I think Vegas might be looking at the, uh, the forecast and not realize that it does not rain in Tiger Stadium. Right. So, uh, I know they got some weather coming through and all, but that should be done by game time. Uh, yeah, I don't see it either, Casey. To be honest with you, uh, and you know, unless uh, we get up to a twenty-one point lead early on and Daniels gets pulled and thus throws a couple of pick sixes like he's capable of, uh, I don't see it. I, th- I think this is a blowout all the way. You know, I think this is a get-right game after not really feeling good about yourself offensively last week. And, uh, you know, the, you know, football and any sport is really about your progression throughout a season and getting better. So I definitely think this, uh, this is going to be a get-right game. Uh, the thing, uh, LSU's front seven better bring it because UAB has one of the top running backs in college football. I think statistically it's probably uh, top three or four, actually, from what I had seen earlier. Uh, so if, uh, if we could stop the run, I think it'll be a long day for the, the Blazers. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, the big question everybody's wondering if LSU, and it's a big if, if they beat UAB, they beat Texas and they beat Georgia, and it's between LSU and Tennessee for the last playoff spot, does the committee go with the SEC champion, or do they go with the team that beat the SEC champion decisively at home in Tiger Stadium? What decision do you see being made there? Uh, as a fan, I see it uh, you know only one way through purple and gold glasses. But uh, you know, as a committed, that's up to those guys in the room. I, to me, it's a coin flip, man. That's a fifty-fifty chance. Uh, you know, as an LSU fan, you kind of just hoping that uh, Ohio State beats Michigan by sixty. Uh, TCU <laughs> loses, USC loses. Uh, maybe a North Carolina could beat a Clemson, and uh, you know, uh, you know. And I'm, I'm the biggest South Carolina Gamecock fan this weekend. There's about a zero percent chance of it happening, <laughs> but you like the Tennessee to uh, you know step on a grenade uh, here or there, but. Uh, no, it's really unpredictable what they would do. But uh, I'll be honest, the only pundits that I've heard say that LSU wouldn't get in by running the table were literally Reese Davis and Pete Thamel. Every other talking head you hear is that 
the SEC champion that just beat the number one team in the country is getting in. So uh, I'll tend to think positively, man. Give us something to hope for. It's been a, a long couple of years, uh, so let, let's have something to get behind. And if they leave us out, they leave us out. We'll worry about that later. It's out of our control. Where did Reese Davis go to college again? Do you know? I think I'd be at the University of Alabama, Casey. Yeah, okay, I thought so. Thanks so much for the time, brother. Have a great weekend. <laughs> All right, Casey. I'll have a good one, dude. Yeah, that is Chandler Guitros doing a wonderful job. As always, love chatting with him about a little college football, and they're going to get their field in good shape. Uh, it's such a process, though, bro. It's such a process. They've got so much work to do, and they do it, and they do it uh, selflessly with with a smile, <clears throat> but that's a big chore. It's play-by-play on Kaylee B. Let's catch a break. Weekend predictions out of this break here on 102.7. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Rouse's Supermarket wants to wish everyone a happy holiday. And to help you out and make you really happy for the holidays, they are offering a free butterball turkey when you purchase a Smithfield Spiral Ham. Yes, buy a Smithfield Spiral Ham at $2.99 per pound and get up to 16 pounds free on a butterball grade A frozen turkey. Limit one per customer. Also good on Honeysuckle or best choice grade A frozen turkeys based on availability. Gobble, gobble. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Cheers! Cheers, please! 
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Yeah, we freshened up our bumper music, a little Alpha Academy rocking and rolling here on this Friday. Hope everybody's enjoying their day. It's that time of the week again. We're going to get our weekend predictions for some things that we're expecting to see in the world of professional and college and high school sports and everything in between. My first weekend prediction is going to be this. I think EDY is going to move on. Um, I just don't see Evangel over the course of the full game tonight being able to withstand the run-heavy offense that the Cardinals are going to be coming with. I think that E.D. White's going to get their ground game going. I think that E.D. White's going to be able to control the way that the game is played. Um, I think they're going to control the line of scrimmage, and I see them being in a position to where they're going to be able to separate a little bit and get the victory tonight against uh, Evangel and move on to the next round where, hell, I've already told you guys, I, I truly believe this. I think that the next matchup um, for the Cardinals in the playoffs, which would be against John F. Kennedy, would be more manageable than the current matchup. So I think E.D. White's sitting in a good spot to potentially uh, go on a little run. Go on a little run, man. This is what they've been looking forward to. This is what they've been building towards and have an opportunity now to potentially uh, – and going a little playoff push. The next weekend prediction that I'll make is is this is I, I truly believe, and I mean this sincerely. I truly believe that um, we're going to see um, we're going to see LSU beat UAB pretty decisively uh, this weekend. I, I I just don't don't understand where the fourteen point line is coming from. Las Vegas is trying to warn me, man. They're trying to warn all of us, quite frankly. They're trying to let us know, hey, this is going to be a close and very competitive game. Um, I, I don't buy it. I, I just don't buy it. And maybe I'm wrong, and, and, and if I am, I, I'll, I'll wear it. I'll be the first one to say, hey, I was wrong, and you know, I didn't judge this game properly. Um, but I just don't see it being that big of an issue. I, I think that it's SEC athletes against Conference USA athletes. It's a team that's very one-dimensional, very run-heavy. Um, I just think that LSU is going to be able to take the run away, score pretty comfortably, and I think that this is going to be a situation where the Tigers are going to win you know, 41 to, to 14. I, I don't see it being that big of an issue. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, if LSU's not focused and just plays terribly, yeah, I guess it could be close and very competitive, <laughs> but I just don't see that being an issue. Uh, the next one that I got, Baylor is going to beat TCU on Saturday. Dave Aranda's crew is hungry for a signature win. TCU is not as good as the pundits. Um, well, I shouldn't even say that because the pundits don't think that they're good either. <laughs> That's why they're number four, and they've struggled to get to number four, even being 10-0. and 0. So I think that Baylor is going to beat TCU, um, and I think that that'll kind of start laying the groundwork as we start to stack the teams together. We could figure out who's going to fall where in the rest of the college football playoff landscape. Weekend prediction, no drama for the other top dogs. Georgia's going to roll past Kentucky without an issue. Ohio State's going to roll past Maryland without an issue. So I don't see any drama there. Is my weekend prediction is that we're going to see some blowouts from some of the biggest of the big fish. I do think, though, that there is a possibility that we see South Carolina challenge Tennessee on Saturday. South Carolina is 6-4. and four. They're hosting Tennessee. That's not going to be no just you know just cupcake game where Tennessee lines up and beats them by a zillion. South Carolina could play though they're a twenty-two point underdog. I do think at home they're going to give a very spirited effort, and I don't think that that's going to be a twenty-two point game. I think that'll be much closer than what the experts think. Um, 
I do think that UCLA and USC will be that same situation also where we could see perhaps USC struggle throughout the course of the game. USC doesn't play any defense, like not even a small little bit of defense. UCLA, I think, is going to have opportunities to score on them. It'll just be a matter of if UCLA could get any stops. I'm expecting a ton of points and a big-time shootout there between those schools. We move to the NFL, where I could tell you, I think that we're going to see the New Orleans Saints get a win over the Rams on Sunday. Um, Doesn't change anything about what I think about New Orleans, nor their forecast, nor my predictions for them for the rest of the year. But if I'm making a list of teams that are more screwed up than New Orleans, the Rams would be one of the teams that I would consider. They are going to be without weapons. Cooper Cup is not going to be available. And I know that I'm not going to list any other names. I'm just saying they're without weapons because Cooper Cup's not available. He's their only weapon. So I don't think that the Rams will be able to score much. On the flip side to that, without three starters on the offensive line, there's a good chance that Aaron Donald may break Andy Dalton's head off of his body. Um, But that's okay. I think that the Saints' defense will put them in good position enough to where they could win like a 17-10 to type of game against the Rams. Elsewhere in the NFL, I'm looking to see that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to bounce back. They're going to get a win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. I also think that the Chiefs are going to beat the Chargers, looking at some divisional matchups there. The Chiefs are going to get rolling. I just don't think the Chargers, man. Like, if you're looking and asking me for which team is going to be the front runner for Sean Payton, to me, it's got to be the Chargers at the top of the list. They've got a good young quarterback. They're playing... Um, they're playing at uh, you know a situation where they're very inconsistent. They play in the w- good weather of California. I think that's going to be the most attractive destination for Peyton as he goes uh, and looks for his next destination. I think Kansas City is going to further that by beating Los Angeles on Sunday. Want another weekend prediction from the world of the SEC? I think that we're going to see Josh Williams have a big day for LSU against UAB. We talk so much about the UAB running game, and it's all we've heard about throughout the course of the week. I'm tired of hearing about it. I think LSU is going to run the football effectively against uh, Alabama, Birmingham, and they're going to get things going in a cold weather, what might be a little bit of a sloppy, slippery type game out in Baton Rouge. One more, I think UL Lafayette's going to play tough for a while against Florida State on Saturday. But I think the Raging Cajuns are going to fall. I think Florida State will find a way to get a victory there uh, and improve to 8-3. and three. And quite frankly, LSU needs Florida State to win. That's not a good look. If UL challenges or maybe even beats Florida State, which is not likely, Florida State's a big favorite in the game. But if that were to be the upset, it hurts LSU. LSU needs Florida State to win. They need Alabama to win. They need Ole Miss to win. All the teams that they have faced, you need them to finish their season strong so that at the end of the year you could say, hey, look, yeah, we lost to Florida State, but Florida State's number 15 in the country. And, you know, yeah, we beat Alabama. They're number seven. Or, you know, Ole Miss is a team we beat. They're number 10. Like, you need all of those teams to finish off their year strong to strengthen your resume as strong as it could be strengthened. Uh, let's see. Um, one more. Or not one more. I'll give you a couple more. Um, I don't expect any drama between Notre Dame and Boston College on Saturday. That's historically been a game where – when Boston College is a big underdog, they kind of shock Notre Dame and surprise them. Don't see that happening. I think Notre Dame's going to roll. Notre Dame's actually played really well, man. I gave Marcus Freeman a lot of crap early in the season because 
quite frankly, I was annoyed with the Notre Dame fans who were making fun of Brian Kelly. Um, but Marcus Freeman, after a slow start, has rebounded. And Notre Dame is 7-3 and three and is playing some pretty good football. Tonight in the NBA, I could tell you this. I think that the Boston Celtics are going to roll past the Pelicans in the Smoothie King Center. New Orleans is playing well right now. Okay? Let me tell you a secret as to why New Orleans is playing well right now. You guys aren't going to like this. New Orleans is playing their best basketball of the season right now. You know why? Because Zion Williamson hasn't been there. What have I been telling you guys throughout the course of the entire season? What have I been telling you guys? I've been telling you guys that Zion Williamson, though a prolific score and an explosive score, he doesn't defend and he doesn't make the team better. Well, guess what? He's been out. What have the Pelicans been doing? They've been winning. They rolled past Memphis. They rolled past Chicago. There's a method to the madness, y'all. I think that Zion will be back tonight, and I think the team will begin struggling on defense again, and I think Boston, who's 12-3, and is going to beat New Orleans in the Smoothie King Center. If I'm wrong, I'll admit it on Monday, but I just think that uh, Zion's return is not going to make the team any stronger, and I think Boston's going to get by him tonight. Also in the NBA tonight, I think that my Philadelphia 76ers are going to get a win over the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are just too shaken up. I mean, they got Drew Holiday out, Middleton out, Wesley Matthews out, Pat Connaughton out. I don't see Giannis alone being enough to get by Philadelphia tonight, though Harden is still not in the lineup. And then the last one, I think that we're going to see some upsets in high school tonight. Um, don't think that it'll be, you know, the brackets getting gutted or anything like that, but I do think that we're going to see some upsets. I think we're going to see some top five seeds go down across the state because I think that what we saw in a lot of these classifications, y'all, is there are a lot of teams that are seeded like 10, 11, 12 that are just as good as the teams that are seeded one through five. And I think that whenever they start to match up with one another, we're going to see um, some upsets. I think we're going to see some of those teams in the low teens and, you know, 11, 12-ish we're going to get some wins tonight in the second round of the playoffs. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll talk a little bit more about some things happening over the weekend, then we'll get you your picks. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Fago Funeral Homes wants to say that the end of the year brings no greater joy than the opportunity to express season's greetings to you and yours. May your holiday be filled with joy and happiness. Fago Funeral Home, caring you can count on. Hi, I'm Nichols head football coach Tim Rebo. Winning a football game starts with a great game plan, and so does fighting pests. Terminex will protect your home and business from termites, roaches, mice, and even mosquitoes. Call the local team, Dan and Billy Foster, at Terminex of Homa. They will drop a winning game plan to tackle your pests. Terminex is a proud supporter of Nichols Athletics. Go, Go Colonels! As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. You may think every weather app is the same, until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you. 
prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. People love their Mueller metal homes. This is what we dreamed about, and we didn't really have a plan for the interior to finish out. We just wanted the structure up, and we're taking it from there. Looking at the sunrise in the morning, the sunset at night, just what we love. I use Mueller because they make a superior product. This is our home. This is our, our forever home. Enjoying every minute of it and seeing it all come together, and one of these days I'll get her done. Find out more at MuellerINC.com. The team at Calvin Braxton Ford wishes you peace, joy, and prosperity throughout the coming year. Thank you for your continued support and partnership. We look forward to working with you for many years to come. Happy holidays from the staff at Calvin Braxton Ford and Lockport. One more segment to go. I want to thank Chan Legitros, Tommy Mint, and then also, um, oh, goodness. Oh, Brody Williams. Goodness, my mind went blank when I was thinking who our third calling guest was. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 and Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control. Professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Um, I wanted to talk about last night's Nichols game. The Colonels um, hosted Southeastern in the Riverbell Classic. I was blessed and fortunate enough to call that game on the radio last night as the play-by-play voice for the Colonel Sports Radio Network. First, I mean, any opportunity um, to do things like that are a blessing. I mean, that's that's stuff that I've been wanting to do, y'all, since I was, like, three. <laughs> um, you know, and that's stuff that I've been working towards doing for, like, my entire life, man. So to get the opportunity to call on the radio a college football game that decided the Southland Conference championship is a blessing that I'm never going to take for granted, man. Like, I always understand how awesome that is and how lucky I am to have that opportunity. That's the first thing. Um, The second thing is, you know, on the field, it was um, just not Nichols' night, man. Turning over the football, not doing the things that they needed to do to get a win against such a quality opponent. A lot of folks are wondering, like, hey, man, what's going on in Thibodeau? You know, they finished the season three and eight. What's going on in Thibodeau? Um... I don't think they're that far away. And I think that the fact that we're looking at a three and eight season there and everyone's just assuming that something is wrong is a testament to how much work that program has done under Coach Rebo, right? Because let me tell you something. About 10 years ago, a three and eight season would have been one of their better seasons in a while, right? So now they're in a spot to where if the team doesn't win, like people are wanting to know why. And that's a good place to be, man. That's a good spot to be in where fans are expecting you to succeed. Fans are expecting you to win. And I don't think Nichols is that far away. Look, there were a couple of turning points in the course of the year. Um, You lose a game against Northwestern that you should have won. 
If you win that one, guess what? Last night's game with Southeastern would have been for the Southland Conference Championship. Would have been for the Conference Championship. So you're just one bad defensive possession away from playing for the Southland Conference title. Now, a couple of things that I think the Colonels need to improve on. A, you've got to figure out how to navigate through the first month of the schedule a little bit better. And I get it. You're Nichols. You're going to have to go play big dogs. You're going to have to go play big dogs on the road. You're going to have to accept that you're going to get beat up a little bit early in the year. But this year, they played five of their first six games on the road. That's hard, man. That's tough. And I get it. They were never playing like LSU or Georgia or Alabama. They weren't playing those types of teams. But you play Monroe and South Alabama and like schools that are just big enough to dent you up some, and then you're never at home and you know you're tired, you're losing your legs because you're constantly on buses and hotels and you're losing games, so you're losing confidence. They've got to navigate the first month of the season a little bit better. That's the first thing. Second thing, I think you've got to get more explosive on offense, right? Gotta get more explosive on offense. Because I watched that team a lot. I was blessed enough to call two of their games on the radio and saw a ton of them on like TV and ESPN Plus and everything of the sort. Um, They didn't have a whole lot of big offensive plays, right? Not a whole lot of times where they're, you know, running the football and breaking free and getting 30, 40 yards. Not a whole lot of times where they're throwing a 10 yard slant and the receiver catches it, makes a man miss and goes 35, 40 yards. Just not a lot of that. They were an offense that would get four and five yards and then four and five more and more and more. And if you could do that consistently, yeah, man, like you're going to move the ball. You're going to control the clock. You're going to win just about every time you play. But if you can't do it consistently, you're going to get tackled for a loss. You're going to have a penalty. You're going to get sacked. And anything that puts you against the chains is going to be the end of your drive. And we saw that a ton last night, which is that, yeah, you had some moments where you're moving the ball very effectively. Your running back goes over 100 yards, and you know, you're hitting some passes, and you're getting some first downs. But football is just a hard game to play where your guys just are not allowed to make a mistake at all. And that's where they were last night. They made too many of those little mistakes <clears throat> that pushed them against the sticks and caused too many drives to stall out. Very quickly here before we wrap up the show, I'm going to give you some betting picks to both today, <clears throat> excuse me, and then also for the weekend that I like in the world of sports. <laughs> Let's see. The FanDuel app is opening up, and I could tell you that tonight I like Philadelphia minus one over the Milwaukee Bucks. I think that the 76ers have more aces in the hole available. I also like over 211.5 in that game. Those teams face one another. And um, without Drew Holiday, the Bucks aren't going to want to guard. And the 76ers never want to guard. So I think that over 211.5 and the 76ers in that one is a good little play. I like Memphis minus 6.5 over Oklahoma City. Um, tonight in the NBA, let's see. I also like Boston minus 2 over the Pelicans. And then the last one, I like the Warriors minus 7 at home over the Knicks. The Warriors got to get rolling at some point, man. I think that they will uh, make it happen in a big way tonight at home against the Knicks team. Um, college basketball tonight. Let's see. I'm going to roll with, um, let's see. I'm going to go with Kansas minus 21 and a half over Southern Utah. That's the only college basketball I'll give you today. Then also college football. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, we're fighting a cold here, man. I'm losing my voice. We're going to go with uh, Baylor plus two and a half over TCU tomorrow. That's one that I like. I like LSU minus 14 and a half over UAB. Um, 
I like over 57.5 for Florida and Vanderbilt. I also like tomorrow. Let's see. I'm going to give you this one. I'm trying to find it on the list. I like um, Georgia to take uh, 22 over uh, minus 22 over Kentucky. I don't think Will Levis will be able to score at all. I think it'll be a low-scoring, ugly game, but I think it'll be like 31-3, to and Georgia's going to win and cover. I like Texas, minus 9.5 over Kansas. And then I also like one more uh, in the college realm, which is um, right here, uh, South Carolina, plus 21.5 over Tennessee. Now we move to the NFL, and I'll give you some NFL lines that I like. I like the Colts, plus 7 over Philly. I think that the Colts are going to continue to play spirited with Jeff Saturday. I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. I think that they're going to cover the touchdown. I like under 38.5 for the Saints and the Rams. You find me how those teams are going to score. I just don't see it. I like the Bills, minus 7 over the Browns. I think the Bills are going to be hungry, and they're going to put it on them pretty good. And then I like the Bengals, minus 3.5 over the Steelers. I think Burrow and crew have kind of got Pittsburgh's number and are going to go on the road and get a win. I think that number might be inflated a little bit because of what uh, Vegas saw the Steelers do last week. Well, guess what? The Steelers aren't facing the Saints this week. <laughs> so that'll wrap up today's show. We've had a good week of shows here. I'm sorry I missed yesterday, by the way. Uh, it, was, it was simply because I was doing the Nichols game. I'm fighting a cold, right? You guys hear it. I'm always clearing my throat and turning off the mic and coughing and doing all that stuff. So I'm fighting a cold. I just wanted to preserve my voice. I didn't want to lose my voice in the middle of the day and not be able to do the Nichols game. Also likely going to be looking to do some Nichols basketball. Maybe tonight they've got a women's basketball game. Um, we'll be looking to do that one on ESPN+. Plus. So we're staying busy. We're staying blessed, and we hope the same for you guys. Uh, we're going to wrap it up right here, put a pin in today's show. Next week we're going to break down all the high school brackets and see the local teams that have survived. We're also going to dive head first into high school basketball. We've got the Thibodeau High School Tournament. That'll be roaring. Um, we've got a lot of local teams who are going to be diving into their seasons, including the South Lafouche Tarpons, and we're going to tell you how everything goes on that front. Have a great weekend. Enjoy this cold weather, man. I like this time of the year. It's it's you know just looking outside. It looks like it's a little nippy, and I, I enjoy it. I, I like uh, feeling that cool breeze. I like sitting out, being bundled up, and all that stuff is my time of the year. Hope it's the same for you all. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. Have a wonderful re- weekend. Stay safe. We'll be back Monday at the same time. We'll also be live tomorrow at 10 for the Sports Corner. God bless everybody. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.